Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for downloading, everybody. Good Friday show. We, uh, do a little bit of AI chat again. Yeah, it's very popular at the moment. Uh, it seems to be the year of AI, and our IT guy sort of shows off what it can do. Yeah, it's um very scary, to be honest. Uh, we also... Man, this one's a weird one. But uh, we chat to a guy that has watched Groundhog Day every day for a year. He is Groundhog Day, his own Groundhog Day. Like, he is the inception yeah. of that movie. He turned it into himself. Do you know? You, you haven't seen it, though. Like, no. It's only theorized how long Groundhog Day actually goes for. Mm. It's somewhere between 10 and 30 years. Wow. So when you watch Groundhog Day this weekend, keep that in mind. Imagine watching the film for 10 years. I don't think you could do it. One year was a big enough feat, and we catch up with him. We also, um, what else did we chat today? Yeah, we talked to Alex Hasty about not trying. um, He wants to try everything, but he hates everything. Uh, Another radio station's mistake. Uh, A Tom Jones song was banned, but we will kick it off. Happy songs that are dark. Yeah, but we'll kick it off with Friday Funnies. Friday Funnies. And history it is today indeed. You can always send us your jokes on 04800-97400, but we're going to take sort of a little look through some of like the the greats of comedy, Mitch. Uh, do you have a personal favourite like stand-up? Oh, now, now, right now it's this guy called Paul Smith. He's oh, yeah? from the UK. He's all over me TikTok. Um, I like Daniel Sloss. But these are like deep dives. Okay, yeah. So uh, maybe I'll feature a few of those. But some of these this morning are like, these are kind of classics. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give you the joke and I'm going to give you two options as to who could have said it. Okay. First up, a bank is a place that will lend you money if you can prove you don't need it. Nice. Is it Rodney Dangerfield or Bob Hope? So is it more like, a bank is a place that will lend you money. Oh, no. Let me prove you don't need it. I was thinking Bob Hope, but when you did it like that. Or is it Bob Hope, where he's a little bit more, a bank is a place. Like, oh, I still think I'm going to lean towards Bob Hope. Correct. Yay. Knows his comedy well. Next up, mm-hmm. after I quit drinking, I realized I'm the same jerk I always was. I just have fewer dents in my car. Ah, is but, this? Well, there's nothing funny about drink driving. <laughs> is, he, he, he doesn't say he's driving it. He it's true, just, he's punched he just, it. Yeah. Is this Robin Williams or Mitch Hedberg? So, yeah, you got to do the voices. Okay, so Robin Williams would be like, after I quit drinking, I realised I'm the same jerk I always was. I just have food into my car. Or Mitch Hedberg is really low key. He's like, after I quit drinking, I realised. I'm the same jerk I always was. I just have a few dents in my car. Oh, man, it's hard <laughs> when you do the voices because I could see them both doing it. Uh, Mitch Hedgeberg. Right. Damn it! It's actually Robin Williams, but yeah, it doesn't oh. seem like Robin Williams normally zanier, kind of out there, comment, but it was a nice sort of clean, simple one. We should have kept an eye on that. And finally, the very existence of flamethrowers proves that sometime, somewhere, someone said, you know, I want to set those people over there on fire. But I'm just not close enough to get the job done. That's, that's, that's true. Jerry Seinfeld or George Carlin? Do the voices. <laughs> the very existence of flamethrowers proves that sometime, somewhere, somebody said to themselves, you know, I want to set those people on fire, but I'm not close enough to get the job done. 
that being more Jerry. How does George sound? He's kind of like, the very existence of flamethrowers <laughs> pro- proves yeah, that it's George Carlin. It Carl. is George Carlin. Well done. Oh, the voices is the best bit. Two from three. That was great. But two for three voices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two for six. <laughs> for the voices. Do you like Tom Jones? Sex bomb, sex bomb. Or how about yeah. your mum does? Yeah, my mum does. What a man. Good old Tommy Jones, the Welshman. Very proud Welshman. Sex Tom. And the people of Wales are very proud of him as well. And yeah. so when you go to a Welsh rugby match, you quite often hear a... Tom Jones song sung by the crowd. Yes. But Rugby Wales has banned this one. My, my, my oh, why? Beautiful. Uh, my, bye, bye bye, Delilah. Well, even though it, like, it sounds like a beautiful love song, if you actually listen to the lyrics of Bye Bye Delilah, it is a song about a man. Uh, killing his girlfriend. What? Yes, that's right. It is. Oh, uh, it's secretly dark meaning. It's die, Lila. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, where he goes, like, uh, I could see the girl was no good for me, but I was lost like a slave that no man could free. Yeah, I felt the knife in my hand, and she laughed no more. Like, oh. yeah, it gets like it's really dark. And whale rugby whales are like, well, hang on, we shouldn't be singing this. And the Welsh, they are very angry indeed. <laughs> Really? <laughs> they are. Uh, they have not taken kindly to this. And Tom Jones himself had, has said, Oh, come on now. It's just a bit of fun. <laughs> is, is it because, like, uh, if I know Welsh, they aren't like being told what to do. No, they're, very, they're trying to be a, a free people. So I imagine they're going to sing it anyway. They, they will try, you know. How do you ban a song? It's hard to, isn't it? Like, you can understandably go, like, we're not playing the track for you. But yeah. can they ban people from chatting? I'm not so sure. Let's have a look at the at a couple of other songs just quickly that have secretly dark meanings. Very jaunty there, the Beatles. Maxwell Silverhammer. Here we go. Made sure that she was dead. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> just wow. What was with the 60s? And like, uh, Tom Josie's like, I'm going to stab this woman. Beatles like, got to hit this woman with a hammer. And it's not just the past, okay? Because look at the Lumineers. Oh, beautiful song. Beautiful song. Uh, it's actually about a guy who's obsessed with this girl and he would like them to die like Romeo and Juliet. He would like them to commit suicide together. Jeez. Happy songs with dark meanings. I've heard this played at a wedding. (laughs) Politics, crime, sport, finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. (laughs) It's Up Early with Ben Ha-Harvey. Michael Ross. Yes, Benjamin? Lawmakers propose letting Massachusetts prisoners donate organs for reduced sentences. I don't know. I'm kind of concerned. I just think their heart wouldn't be in it. (laughs) (laughs) That was live. I read that literally four seconds ago. So, I mean, this just in. Breaking news. Uh, You've got the bit. Kidney. Yeah, I thought that one Something like that? Yeah, Yeah. I thought about that one as well. Uh, A new study in Canada uh, has revealed that being stuck in traffic causes brain damage. Ironic, because I would have thought that brain damage is why we were stuck in traffic in the first place. (laughs) Because... 
Uh, they can't merge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Guinness World Records have awarded Bobby the world's oldest dog ever. Bobby is a 30-year-old, 266-day-old, purebred uh, Raffero del Alentiajo. A breed of livestock guardian dog with oh, okay. a life expectancy of 12 to 14 years from Portugal. Experts say he is peri-peri old. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and I'll just do my original last one. Just, I mean, I, I feel like this one got cut yep. and that was it was okay. Bring it back. Uh, Anthony Albanese has said it's his number one priority to address the Medicare dilemma at the National Cabinet. It will be called the Medicare debate. Because like rebate. Yeah. But but yeah, it's a discussion. So you can see why they got cut for prisoners. Yes, I love the prisoners. It was yes. great oh, stuff all round. Giving up cells. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Something, yeah. Something about that. Yeah. There you go, guys. It's Friday. <laughs> Woo! Something that's on the line is a young man, a strange man, Alex. Alex. Here he is, the young man, Alex Hasty. How you doing this morning, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you doing? Hey, good. How'd you pull up after the jam sesh last night? Look, it was uh, it was hard to get to sleep, honestly. I had a few songs just stuck in my head, so we must be good. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's, good. that's good to know. Nice. Oh, especially because I, I showed them a couple of like our own songs, uh, and um, Alex took to it well, surprisingly, because you're a pretty particular guy, but you made a bold <laughs> claim last night. That you you claim you will try anything. Yeah, pretty much. Give anything a shot, see how it turns out. <laughs> but see, I don't. I'm not inclined to believe this because mm. you're the same the same boy who <laughs> sorts his shirts and then uses a random number generator yeah. <laughs> to pick them. And the and the shirt collection is not very wide. It's mostly Spacey Jane band T-shirts. <laughs> so you're telling me so. You, because you hate seafood. Have you tried all seafood? I think so at this point. You, you've had, you've had fish. Don't like it. Squid. Don't like it. Yeah. Caviar. Squid's okay, but I don't know. I don't think I've had caviar. Well, have you gone the other way? Do you like crab sticks? <laughs> the less no, fish, fish. Basically, yeah. just plastic. <laughs> <laughs> See, because I, I'm, I'm not inclined to believe this. Would you have? Uh, have you ever eaten, like, offal? Anything like kidney, brain, liver? I've had liver and that sort of stuff. Some of it's okay. Okay, so have... a little bit adventurous there. Hmm. And then what yeah. about, like, uh, what about trying, will you listen to any type of, like, will you go to any concert? Will you try any new music? Any new music except country. No, like country. <laughs> Why not country? You'll break my mum's heart. <laughs> Yes. So, why not country? I'd rather just not. It's terrible and slow most of the time and very fake. <laughs> yeah, but so is a show and you enjoy this. <laughs> I mean, you have, yeah, well, you have given this a try. I have. So far, it's okay, but might give it a miss. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I think it was a very bold claim from you and I'm and I feel like at some point we'll need to see if you can back this up if you will actually try anything is there anything okay. that you would like to rule out in advance just country music just country. Oh. he's like oh skydive I bloody eat brains yeah. but don't you dare give me any of that Billy Ray size <laughs> 100% <laughs> 
Triple M, Mitchell and Michael. And Mitch, joining us on the line now is a man who has been living every day just like the last, like Groundhog Day itself. It's Dr. Adam Daniel. Oh, welcome, Doctor. Thank you, guys. Now, you are a doctor of film, is it, out of uh, Western Sydney? Yeah, yeah. I did my doctorate in film media studies. Nice to meet a fellow grad. I'm a minor in film. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) At least you've made a living out of it. (laughs) Oh, I have not. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is the thing that has caught everyone's attention. Yep. That you decided to watch Groundhog Day, the Bill Murray classic, Every day for a year. Yes. Now, you have interviews uh, with you know Melbourne 3AW, ABC Sydney, 6PR Perth, uh, ABC Melbourne, BBC Radio. I was just saying, I feel like I'm on like a promo tour, like a, like a, you know, um, Paul Rudd doing Ant-Man. To go with the, the actual movie, we're going to ask you what they're all going to ask you. Why? <laughs> uh, well, the, the short version is uh, it was locked down in 2021 in New South Wales. And I was, you know, just feeling a bit kind of creatively stuck in a rut. Um, and I saw a tweet by a woman I follow on Twitter who talked about her grandmother watching the film Pretty Woman every day for five years before she passed away. And she never told the family why. And I just found myself going, that's crazy. Like, how could you watch a, you know, a film every day for five years? And then I thought, oh, well, why don't I do it for a year and see what, it, see what, you come, what comes out of it? Now, was it... Very focused viewing every day, or were there some days where it was on in the background, you were doing the dishes or some work, or like, or was it a, like a, no, I have to sit down and watch Groundhog Day? I wish it was. I, I think in the first, I'd say probably the first couple of months, it was very um, focused. Uh, over time, it probably became a little bit less focused. My The only rule I had to myself was that I just had to, you know, do a complete viewing from start to finish each day. Most days I was sitting on the couch watching it. Uh, a couple of times, you know, like over Christmas, you're traveling, you're with family and stuff. I have it on my headset, on my phone. I'd be watching <laughs> on my phone, you know, just sitting at the, the dinner table. Don't worry about me. I've just got to finish Groundhog Day. Is it like, is it a real chore or are you enjoying it? Uh, it definitely became a chore. <laughs> um, but, you know, I kind of, I went back and forth between it. Like some days it would just be like, oh, okay, I'm getting something new out of this today or I think when I sort of set myself, once I started getting over just watching it as a movie and sort of set myself a couple of like things that I wanted to look for and, and things that I wanted to sort of spot outside of just, uh, you know, sitting there for the film itself, that's when it would become interesting to me. Is it a well-made film in the eyes of, a, of someone who's who study film for a living? Uh, is Are we more drawn to its story because it's hilarious and Bill Murray's great in it? Is, but is it really clever? Is it really well made? I think it is. I think it's it's a brilliant script. I think Harold Ramis, who directed it, you know, is the famous guy who um, did a bunch of, of comedies in the 80s and 90s, Stripes and, and other projects like that. And he his stuff's very simplistic. Like, it's not – he doesn't – you know, he doesn't over-egg it, um, but it kind of helps. I think that actually makes the comedy work. And I think it's got that incredible Bill Murray performance at the centre of it. Like, you know, that's going to be the, the – this will be the performance, I think, that he'll be most remembered for. Now, uh, do you have – I mean, forgive me, but do you have, like, OCD or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I am a bit – I don't have OCD, but I get a bit obsessive about things that I get into, so – yeah, kind of like I like deep diving stuff. You know, I'll, I'll find something. I'm like, oh, I really need to know more about that. So 
I think that's how it kind of filtered through into this project. So what's your favorite uh, scene in Groundhog Day now? I I mean, I think it's hard to go by the Ned Rice and, you know, the, the, the repeated Ned Rice scenes, but probably the first Ned Rice scene where he's really, you know, um, incredibly annoying. So uh, Bill Murray's character remembers yep. Ned from like high school days. Yep. Uh, yeah. He tries so... to avoid him. And he steps off the yeah. curb and into a That's puddle. Right. He comes out of nowhere. He's like, Phil Connors? Ned Ryerson? Case Western High? <laughs> Can, can you recite yeah, can, that's the a, can you recite can the whole thing? I can do that one for you. So he goes, Phil, Phil Connors, it's me, Ned, Ryerson, Needle Nose Ned, Ned the Head, come on, buddy, Case Western High, Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show, bing, Ned Ryerson, got the shingles real bad senior year, almost didn't graduate, bing again, Ned Ryerson, I dated your sister Mary Pat a couple times too, he told me not to anymore. Nice. I mean, it's like it's like you don't even need to watch it today. You've done it exactly. I can replay it in my head if I really want to. Oh, and speaking (laughs) of replaying it in your head, uh, enjoy the four hundred other interviews you're doing that will ask you the exact same questions. (laughs) Thanks, fellas. (laughs) Thanks, Adam. Us on the line now is the man who knows the world of IT inside and out, the Cyberman himself, Matt from Best IT. G'day, Matt. Oh, that round of applause there or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Now, Matty, you've been very excited by the world of ChatGPT, this new AI that's out there on the market that anyone can use. You've even been sending us uh, all these <laughs> poems it's written about us and breaks for our show. We know we're replaceable now. Is this is what got, is this going to happen? Well, that is the scary bit, isn't it? It feels everybody's replaceable with the artificial intelligence software. Yeah, uh, as you saw, boys, it can write some good stuff. I'm thinking about getting a song written about you. Uh, oh. I haven't asked it yet, but it only takes a few seconds if you ask it. So. Where, um, where's it getting all this information from? Um, it, just, it really just trawls the internet um, and gathers that information and then makes some decisions on what it'll put into the information it's showing you. So you can ask it any question. I mean, you can't, it's not subjective. You can't ask it who's going to win the, you know, the BBL tonight. It's, you've got to ask it uh, about information that's already out there and it will collate that for you very quickly, um, automate that, and, uh, and give it to you in text. Does it use a lot of sort of uh, educated guessing in that you, you said, like, write a poem about Mitchell and Michael from Triple M? It then goes, well, I know what Triple M is. They must be radio hosts. Radio hosts go like this. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what it does. So, you, you, obviously, you're giving it little key, key words there, and it'll go and utilize those words. And, then, and, it, and you can see it crunching. It's almost like there's a human typing. It takes a little bit of time sometimes if you're putting more keywords in. Um, and then it... Uh, throws that information together, as you saw with the poem. Um, and then if you're not happy with it, you can say regenerate. So you can tell it to go again. It's, it's not, you know, I'm not happy with the information you've gathered. And it'll, it'll take that on and go back and try again. All right. Let me give you a little bit of the, the poem. Mitchell and Michael appear so bright, bringing laughter to our day and night. With their humour so cheeky and bold, they've got us laughing, young and old. Nice. Great. Oh, it brings a tear to the eye. It <laughs> really does. Really does. Can it go any further? Can this help out in the world of uh, business, for example? Could could you utilize this? Yeah, absolutely. So Microsoft have just given um, the company $10 billion to invest with them, and they'll be utilizing that in um, Microsoft 365. So you'll be able to use it you know, in Word, Excel, all these programs where you can ask it to do things. So it, it can create, um, you know, it can help you in your Excel spreadsheet, for example. Well. Um, Will it start uh, you know, guessing my passwords? 
Uh, yeah, how dangerous is it? <laughs> That's a good question, Mitch. We should try that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that. Because well, most passwords would have something to do with people's lives. So Correct. Surely yeah. it's going to start. If you gave it all the parameters, so if you knew it was a, if it was an eight-character long or more password that needed a capital letter and a special character, and or like make the, it for Mitchell Tinley, or like the security, you know, where it's like mother's maiden name and like stuff like that. Like, surely it's going to be able to find out all that info. Yeah, I, I guess it is definitely going to be used for bad as well as good, and and we know scammers are using it already. So they're using it to write emails to people because obviously the the language it uses can be fantastic. And we're used to those sort of emails or text messages that sometimes have a bit of broken English, whereas this is the opposite. It's, it's you know it's Mickey Mouse. Obviously, it it, uh, it it grabs that information and puts in you know the perfect English. Probably too good sometimes. So that's is that the giveaway? How do we tell that it's from an AI? It's too good. That's the giveaway. It's the new giveaway. Seriously, you know, if if, it's, if an email is ending in you know the perfect Queen's English and your you know your business associate wouldn't end an email like that. Well, there's the giveaway. Oh. Especially in Australia. Yeah. We're, ne- we're, like, we're, we're so casual. It yeah. would stand There's out. There's no swear words in your <laughs> yeah. yeah. Signing off, Mitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if you want more uh, in the world of IT for your business and business solutions, get in touch with Matt Sear at Best IT. Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your day. Well day. Ross, uh, I've brought to you a little clip. Uh, what we've got here is a man called Dangerous Dave. He is a well-known radio presenter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in Melbourne. You can listen to Triple M Melbourne, if you like, on the listener app, L-A-S-T-N-R. And look, even the pros can slip up. I feel like me and you have still a lot to learn. But it's very humbling and it's uh, very sort of forgiving to find that even like your heroes and the people you look up to in the world of radio can still make mistakes. This, people this, too. this is why you don't sort of go at callers uh, too often and you tread very carefully. This is Dangerous Dave taking a caller on Triple M Melbourne. Hello, Triple M. Who's this? Scott. Scott, you're on, mate, for our uh, competition. How are you, buddy? Awesome. I'm great. Thank you. Yeah. What are you doing? What's happening? Uh, Just laying in bed. What the bloody hell? It's 10.30, Scott. It's time to get your lazy ass out of bed and start your day. I had a stroke in 2017. Oh, no. Oh, dangerous (laughs) Dave. No. Why, mate? (sighs) You've been there, Mitch. Oh, we have. (laughs) <laughs> it is uh it is a thing that many many a radio host will do. And look, in Dangerous Dave's defense, he doesn't know why the guy is in bed because they're just on the phone. Well this is what I why I want to bring it to you. Because you think it's on the other person. You think they should just go look it's five seconds. I don't think it's on them. You know, like it's I think absolutely call out Dangerous Dave because I thought I thought it was quite harsh to say, get your lazy <laughs> you're That's what I mean. You got to be careful, don't you? You got to be careful. But that I always, I just go back to that moment that we had uh, a big fan of the show, <laughs> little Cody Scott Morford. He was in the studio with us. Cody is visually impaired. We know that, and you still asked him what his favourite colour was. Yeah, mate. And colors... you know that he doesn't know that he can't get out of bed. But you know that colours are in your head. Yeah. You know? <laughs> colours are whatever you want them to be. <laughs> if you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your mates.